Welcome to the Ask Your Pastor podcast, where we explore biblical answers for today's congregation. Well, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, here I have Pastor Shane with us today, and I have uh, Mr. Matthew Cannon. He's going to be uh, bringing the question for us today. So, Matt, um, I guess it um, we got a new question that we've been kind of waiting to do for a little while, kind of getting some priorities and some or- organizing our schedules and getting able to do this. So um, what is the big reveal? What is the question for today? <laughs> Yeah, so here we go. This is like two weeks, three weeks in the making right here. Absolutely. Better be good. It better be good. <laughs> it is going to be good. It is okay, going to be good. good. All right. Pastor Shane, here's the question. Okay. How do I balance work and family with ministry? Is it okay to say no? Okay. That's a good question, and it's pretty common, too. Um, <clears throat> well, uh let me get my brain working here. Let me get my brain online. I've been watching Marvel comics and I got to get my mind on ministry. Can you edit that out, Brandon? Has your mind been wondering again? <laughs> Why don't we just ask the question again? <laughs> my mind has been wondering again. <laughs> the idea is to be real with the people and we can't cut stuff that would not be real. Nah, nah bro. Some stuff. They're used to my care. annex. Nah, okay. okay. <laughs> Here, let me let me read from something from Leviticus real quick. That'll get you. That'll get you. Oh, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, okay, yeah, I'm ready. So, how do I balance work and family with ministry? Is it okay to say no? Okay. Well, when um when the questions are are submitted, obviously I have no idea who sent them. Um. I guess Matt does. I don't know, Brandon. Do you know who submits the questions? Or It depends if they want to be recognized um, and they can choose to be anonymous. Okay, I got you. So so I have no idea who, who submits the questions, so I don't know. I don't know that person's schedule. Um, I don't know what their family like life looks like. Uh, you know, I don't know what their level of commitment is to the church. So um, whoever posts the question, if you're listening, um, you got to remember that the way I answer is not with you in particular in mind. So don't take it personal unless you need to. I'll, I'll put that disclaimer in there, but I, I don't I don't even know who you are. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm basing my answer on different possibilities and, and common models, really, that I've dealt with in, in my last several years of ministry and um, and also just common issues that need to be addressed among the largest demographic of people. So that's kind of how I'm answering the question. So I will say this, Patrick Shane, that the person um, chose to be anonymous, but they are part of a local church. And I don't know if, if to the extent of what their ministry is, but that's what we do know. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> When I, when I first read the question, you know, and, and or when I hear or read the questions, I try to analyze them by the way they're they're written or the way that they're stated. And and one thing that kind of stuck out to me about the question was the end of it. And the end of it 
obviously is is it okay to say no and so if i if i look at that really really objectively and then i paraphrased it 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 would sound something like this it would sound like how do i balance work and family with ministry is it okay to say no to work family or ministry you know but but humans are typically not wired that way and so when a question like that's asked like the original one i would say 90 times 99 times out of 100 it could it could be rephrased like this how do i balance work family and ministry is it okay to say no to ministry and the and the reason that i the reason that i say that is because usually the last activity mentioned in a statement or mentioned in a question like that is the specific activity you know, that this person's asking if they're allowed to say no to is, is the last one, if that makes sense. It does. Um, it does. They're prob- okay. they're trying to about the, I guess, make a definition between work and family as one side of the equation and then ministry as the other. And yes, uh, I would believe that they're not saying no to family. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting. That's exactly what I'm getting at. That's okay. exactly what I'm getting. At. Okay. So, so you could, you could state it like this, for example, you know, how do I balance ministry and family with work? You know, is it okay to say no? So the way that that question's phrased, it places an emphasis or an importance on family um, and ministry and then leaves work with the option to say no. You know, it depends on how you ask it. How do I balance ministry and family with work? Is it okay to say no? So if you ask it like that, basically what you're saying is, you know, I'm doing ministry, I'm doing family is it okay to say no to work? So it's all, it's all on how the questions asked in a lot of cases, but a lot of times you can, you can kind of derive a motive by the way a sentence is structured. So the, the word ministry wasn't specifically defined uh, in the submitters question, but I'll say that when people use the word ministry, they're usually referring to work or service, you know, at their local church events, meetings, worship services and stuff like that. Um, normally what you see in the lives of folks is that they're very unwilling to say no to their employer. You guys see that more common than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're really unwilling to say no to employers. They're usually uh, unwilling to say no to family, but they're far more willing to say no to the church and, and, um, we lead really busy lives these days, and and a lot of it is self-imposed. Um, it's it's due to overscheduling. Um, it's our our busyness is due to overextending ourselves, and we just we typically weave these really complicated tapestries of life. Um, I guess probably what we should call them is webs because we get trapped in them. They're usually not something that's beautiful, like a tapestry um, that we can enjoy, but they're, they're usually something that we weave and then we get caught up in them. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, we overextend ourselves financially. You know, we, we buy things that we can't afford. We buy things that we can barely afford. And then we have to work ourselves to death to pay for them. And that, robs our families of our presence and then that leads to a really really limited participation in the local church uh, or in ministry in general so 
if if you're living to be in step with the Joneses, you're not going to be able to keep in step with the Lord Jesus. That's just that's just the way it is. Um, <clears throat> anything you want, you guys want to add? I don't want to. No. I don't want to dominate the whole time. I'm just listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bible actually warns against that kind of stuff. In in Second Timothy chapter two verse four, the Bible says, "No soldier in active service." And I like this word. He says, "Entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life, so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier." And if you think about, you know, if you think about a soldier. They they they're enlisted. They're enlisted in you know the service, and that's what they dedicate their lives to. Uh, even their families have to give them up, you know, um, to a certain degree and for a, a certain length of time. Their families have to give them up. Everything has to give them up, and they serve their country, and that's what they do. And they can't become entangled in the affairs of everyday life. And it's interesting that that's one of the instructions that Paul gives Timothy. He says, no soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. And so um, we're looked at as soldiers. We're, we're looked at as soldiers in the, in, in the army of God. And our focus is supposed to be on service, not to the United States, not to a president, but to a king. So we're actually in active service to a king. And it's not just any king. Is the king of kings. Um, I think sometimes we get our priorities out of order. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Way out of order. So what we end up with is is a schedule where we're willing to take part in all kinds of extracurricular activities, you know, and we take Johnny and we take little Susie to every event that the school system and the town has to offer. And we're willing to run ourselves ragged. So there's not much time left over for the church. And for ministry, um, and we're, we're, we're quick to allow something that would never keep us out of work, keep us from the assembly of the body. And frankly, it comes down to priorities that we set and where our dedication lies. Um, I mean, where do, where do you guys, when, when you look at the New Testament, when you read the New Testament, what level of commitment does Jesus, and I'm not trying to be hard on anybody. I'm just going, I'm just going squarely just by the scriptures. When you look at the New Testament and you look at the things that Jesus taught and you look at the lives of the apostles, I mean, what level of commitment do you see him requiring? Um, complete surrender. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, he, he calls us to what's some, what are some of the phrases I just put you on the spot here. What are some of the phrases that Jesus uses in the new Testament when it comes to following him? How does he say to do it? Mm. Um, did Brandon leave you on your own here, Matt? I think he did. <laughs> uh, one that came, one, I was trying to one cover, I was trying to cover my mic. I'm what? sorry. My dog is like barking. So, <laughs> I've been covered. Yeah. Um, you know, one that came to my mind was, uh, you know, when Jesus describes the love that you are to have for him, it should look like, you know, um, like you, you would hate your, your family compared to you know, how much you love him. That's like the first thing that came yeah. to my head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
that's that's pretty i mean that's pretty legit that's one of the things i was thinking about and 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 several times several times over I, I was writing a sermon for tomorrow night and several times over throughout the gospels you know jesus says to take up your cross or you're supposed to to die to yourself yeah. you know and follow him um so the commitment level is high and we are responsible. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we're not responsible for our families. We don't need to take care of our families. Our families are our first ministry. And so we do need to make sure that we're taking care of our families, you know, ministry wise, you know, discipling our families. That's, that's absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. Um, and, and when we say, is it okay to say no? When we ask, is it okay to say no? We need to think in terms of, you know, it's okay to say no to work. Yeah. Um, you know, when it, and I'm, I'm not saying, you know, say no to the point that you get fired. You know, people can, people can use good judgment when they hear me say, yeah, it's okay to say work to, to say no to work. Um, it's okay to say no to certain extracurricular activities. Um, you know, it's okay to say no to our put, putting our kids, getting our kids involved in everything. Uh, things that take us away from doing ministry within our families and doing ministry within the church. But <clears throat> let me get down. To, I'll just get down to kind of really answering the question that the correct order, and, and this is kind of simple, but the correct order of our lives is Christ first, Christ first, family, and then everything else like career falls into a certain order after that. Everybody's got to work to survive. Um, so I'm not saying we should all quit our jobs. Um, Family's a God-given blessing and, you know, and our responsibility. So I'm not saying we should neglect them. As I mentioned a minute ago, family is our four, first order of ministry. You know, that would, it would be sinful to neglect our families. Um, pa uh, Pastor Terry, who has been my mentor for uh, a long time, a long time. He's been in ministry for over 30 years, as a matter of fact. And he told me when I was ordained as a minister, he said, if you lose the ministry to your family, you've lost your ministry and I've never forgotten that. And that's, that's so true. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you to neglect time in ministry uh, with and to your family uh, to attend events at the church. But I will tell you that when the body meets together for corporate worship, we need to be there and we need to be there with our families. And we also need to have our families doing ministry with us. Uh, that's something else is if we would get our families involved with doing ministry with us, we wouldn't have to leave them to do ministry outside of our homes. Um, Yvonne and I, Yvonne, my wife and I, when we were doing youth ministry, we did that ministry together and it was a tremendous blessing. And then the other couple that led that ministry with us was Jason and Ashley Pittman. And they did that ministry together as a husband and wife team. Um, the new youth team actually has several husband and wife teams. Um, a lot of us did mission work with our families involved. We took our, we took our families with us to do mission. work. And so mission works, family time. It can be family time. And so you can, you can combine the two. Uh, and there you have an opportunity to disciple to, as well. Yeah. I think one thing to remember to always think about, um, you know, when I think about my wife and then I think about ministry, I mean, I try to bullet back down to, you know, where it says that, um, I think in Ephesians, um, you know, that, you know, you and your wife are one flesh. 
So, yeah. you know, what, you, I mean, you're, when you get married to, to, to someone that is there, they are you, I mean, y'all are yeah. a unit and whatever you do in ministry, you know, or whatever, whatever you do in life, you know, y'all are one, you're one body, yeah. you're one flesh. So, um, of course you're not going to neglect, you know, your own flesh and, and whatever, right. whatever decisions you make, um, you know, they have to be the, even with ministry, you know, they have to be the first person you talk to yeah. um, and pray with because essentially according to scripture, y'all are one unit, you're one flesh. So I always think about That's that right. too. That's a really good point. And, and, and if you're married, if you're a married man or if you're a married woman and you're, and, and you're doing ministry, your, your spouse really should be involved in that ministry with you because, because you are one flesh, you're far more effective doing ministry together than you are apart. Just for, for example, this last weekend, um, I had, uh, I had several ministry obligations that I had to meet this past weekend. One of them was up in, in Lake Blackshear. And so, you know, my wife is, my wife's a great pastor's wife. She is, she's really good at it. And so I'm trying to get ready, you know, I'm kind of stressed. I'm trying to get ready to go and all this kind of stuff. And, and, um, she's involved. Like she's involved. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go with you. You know, I want to support you. I want to be there in the congregation. I want to support you. And so I get ready to go. She's got my sermon printed out. She's got it stuck in a binder. <laughs> Like she's got clips on it because the wind's blowing at Lake Blackshear and she already knows all this. And it's like all the stuff that I <laughs> Who thinks think about, of that? Dude, she <laughs> Yvonne. <laughs> exactly. The wind's gonna blow. Get the clips. <laughs> You're preaching outside. You gotta make sure your sermon doesn't blow away. So it's like, I mean, she's just your wife is just such or your husband, wh- whoever happens to be listening, is just such an integral part of doing the ministry. And when you guys are doing it together, you have, you, you don't, you don't have to say no near as much because you're involved in it together. So that's a great point, man. Yeah. I mean, Priscilla and Aquila were never mentioned separately. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, it was always the two of them. That's right. Okay. That's right. As, as a matter of fact, whenever I think about Priscilla, like Aquila pops into my mind. It's like you said, they go together and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. But, but scripture is really clear, you know, about the proper order and the priority of our lives. Matthew chapter six, verse 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five says, uh, you know, we're instructed right there to love the Lord, our God with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our strength. Now, when you look at those verses, you say, okay, well, does that mean that I have to be at every single thing that the church has going on? No, that's not what that means. But it does mean, you know, that 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 being assembled with God's people, worshiping and being about his service or doing his work is going to be a priority in our lives when we when we love him like that. And and then dwelling Holy Spirit and the regular study of the word of God is great at leading us to be where we need to be and doing what we need to be doing. Um, sometimes, so, you know, there's, there's things that are going on at the church. There's ministries that are going on there that I don't go to, you know, that I'm not involved in because, um, you know, I've got something going on with my family. I've got something going on with my wife or, or one of my kids or, you know, my granddaughter or something like that. 
but the spirit leads us. The spirit leads us. He leads us to do what we're supposed to be doing. Um, if we're sensitive to him and we're in the word, that's, that's critical. It's critical. Um, I, I've learned and I'm still learning that seeking God's kingdom first, you know, and loving him with, with all that I am and all that I have has actually helped me to prioritize my life so that I actually, you know, even though I'm in full-time ministry, I actually spend a lot more quality time with my family. The other things that, that the world has to offer that are really distracting um, have taken their place much farther down the priority list. And so investing more into my relationship with him and his work has actually proven to provide me with more quality time with my family. It's like a paradox. <clears throat> um, my, my life focuses have been narrowed down tremendously. There's not much else that I care about doing at really other than ministry and spending time with my family. Um, and, and that comes from my relationship with Christ because my priorities used to be far different than that. You know, secular events, the, the, the social scenes, um, you know, different things like that just don't mean that much to me anymore. And, and they robbed me of my time with my family. Uh, they robbed me of my time uh, in ministry. And so something had to go. And so they did. Now I'm, I'm still, I'm still a big motorcycle guy and I love to ride. I love to tinker with bikes. I love to help other guys tinker with bikes. I actually try to integrate ministry into that. Um, people call me and they're like, hey, man, can you come over here and help me change the tire on my bike? Or can you help me do this or do that? And so I just integrate ministry into that. You know, I'm still a guy. And I still have my interests, but, but my interest um, is not as intense on things like that as it used to be. Um, I guess some of that may come with age too. I'm not getting any younger, but uh, I got a long way to go when it comes to priority still, but it's part of the sanctification process. <clears throat> um, you know, we, we've, we've heard this, we've heard this a lot of times too, as believers, you know, we should, we should, we should be leading uh, God centered lives. You know, he's the, he's the source. He's the well of wisdom and, and love and compassion and patience and all those things it takes to love our families um, and bring our, and, and bring glory to him at, a, at our jobs and to serve him with gladness in the church and in the world. So when we put him first, it actually helps us set all of our other priorities in life in the proper places. And it help, uh, helps us to be better stewards of our time. So I guess to answer the question, um, tried, I've, I think I've answered it like six different ways. Um, may even confuse some folks. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer the question, I can't write a specific schedule to show you how to balance your life correctly. But I can tell you on the authority of scripture that God is first. God's the centerpiece and, and everything and everyone revolves around him and him alone. And, and can you say no to different activities and ministries in the church because you don't have time? And you, and, you, and you simply can't make it, you know, due to family or work obligations? Absolutely. Absolutely. But but ask yourself this question. Um, you know, if you're willing to say no to that, are you, are you also willing to say no to your family? And are you also willing to say no to work when necessary because of your love for God and your desire to serve him? And he has impressed upon you to do something. That's a good way to evaluate mm. yourself. I guess to evaluate your uh, decisions and 
like if you're going to like if you say ministry work and family and then you decide to make a decision on well how easy is it for you to say no to work how easy is it to you say no to your family and how easy it is, is it to say no to ministry and then yep. those need to be in if it's the most yep. difficult for you to say no to ministry then biblically your priorities are correct and yep. and then if it's but if it's more difficult for you to say no to um work and a lot easier to say no to ministry then something is wrong there um i guess the, the question may need to fall into if you're having to say no a lot to ministry needs and ministry opportunities at your local church uh then you need to reevaluate i suppose what's going on in your life and how you have divided up your time and if is it because like you said earlier Shane like you've you've decided to spend and borrow way too much money and now you're having to work all that money off and you're having to work mm-hmm. all the time um mm-hmm. you you may not intentionally have done that but you have subconsciously divided up your time and divided up all of that possible ministry time into you working to pay off all your debts um right. and then if you look into um it, and so I guess the question is, can you, you know, can you say no to ministry? Yes. Should you mm-hmm. forsake the gathering of um, the body? No. And, you know, there's tons of activities and a lot of churches have a, a lot of activities and ministries that you can get involved with. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you have to be involved in every single one. And that's where the sanctification process of being in tune in, in prayer with with God and listening to what He's trying to speak to you, the Holy Spirit's trying to guide you to say, "Hey, I think you need to be involved with this prison ministry," or "I think you, re- you know, I think you'd be perfect to get involved with this uh, this soup kitchen that they do weekly." Then, mm-hmm. if God's tugging on your heart to help be part of a battered women's ministry, but saying that I would rather take on more overtime at work so I can have more money to pay for this um, vacation home that I bought, then, you know, pay on to it. So if that's kind of the trade-off, then there may be some, some priorities out of check. And so that question really Mm -hmm. specifically correlates to what your priorities are. So I I think, you know, it's okay. Can you say no? Yes, you can say no. But if God's really pulling on your heart to do something, you know, it, it's not just the pulling of maybe that ministry leader saying, please, can you do this? But, you know, if you're in tune with God and prayer with God, his Holy Spirit will guide you and, and, and say, you know, hey, I really want you to be I think you you need to be involved in this ministry. And um, you just have to, you know, balance those things. So it's OK to say no. But if you're saying no way too much, then maybe something's out of balance. You know, that's right. That's right. That, I mean, that's a great way to put it, Brandon. And, and you know, we are, I think sometimes we forget, um, I think sometimes we forget that we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we forget that we're indwelt by a God that's alive and it's real. And and Jesus says that he will guide us into all truth. You know, he, he, he leads us. I mean, the spirit is real inside of me. He's alive inside of me. And I know what I'm supposed to say yes to. And I know what I'm supposed to say no to. And when I say no to the wrong things, I'm convicted. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, 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 that's that's part of that's part of the, the the true believer. That's part of the blessing of the true believer. I know what I'm supposed to say yes to. I know what I'm not. I'm supposed to say no to. You know, I don't have to guess. We don't have to guess. But but for the spirit, for the spirit to work and move inside of us and lead us in the right direction, we need, we need to be praying and we need to be studying His Word. That's what makes us sensitive. That's what quickens us to the leadership of the Spirit. Yeah, and so yeah, absolutely. Um, when this when the question was uh, first asked, and I know we've had a lot, you know, a few weeks to, you know, think about it. Um, but I was reading in Timothy the other day, and and this just popped out to me, and we've read it a million times, you know. Um, and uh, I won't read the whole thing, but um, it's in Second Timothy chapter four, and you probably know what I'm going to read, but. Um, you know, there's a little bit of context before Paul says this to Timothy, but he says, As for you, always be sober minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And, you know, when you read that, if I'd have read that two years ago, or heck, even six months ago, you know, I probably never would have even thought about my wife in that sentence. Mm. But fulfill your ministry, you know, to me, you know, like you said, first of all, love God, um, love Lord your God, all your heart, mind, and soul. Be in His Word. You know, pray. Um, you know, just seek Him through that, through Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, fulfill your ministry. First priority for me, just according mm-hmm. to Scripture, is my wife right now. And the closer, right. and the closer, you know, I have a little girl on the way, and the closer she gets here, the more real that gets to me. And um, if I'm not fulfilling that ministry first, there's mm-hmm. no way I can even begin to try and attempt to even add to any other ministry. Or, you know, if I, if, if, if I can't even fulfill that. So, so if my wife is missing something, if I'm not leading mm-hmm. her, um, you know, then there's no way I can even put my hands in, in, in anything else. That's right. And um, so I've never read it like that until the other day. I mean, literally it said fulfill your ministry. And the first thing I thought was my wife, my little girl in the way, and I got to be, you know, sober minded, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and I, and Absolutely. I, I got to lead, I got to lead them. And then, you know, when I have that in order and, and, and then I can move to, to other things, you know, but we took exactly. on this role. Well, we're all married, you know, on this podcast, mm-hmm. and we took on that role. You know, so some of these guys weren't married. You know, Paul even mm-hmm. said, "If you're not, can use you more." Mm-hmm. But like, we all have that role, and so yeah, if I'm not, if my wife's missing something, and I'm getting more sensitive to this day by day and trying to get better, but if she's missing something, then I gotta stop whatever I'm doing and put Absolutely. it on, put it on halt. And I got to lead her before I can lead any, anybody or anything else. And that's um, right. So one of the worst things ever is to have to get up in front of the church and preach, knowing that you're not leading your wife. Yeah. You know, you, you get up in front of the ch- or get up in front of the church and preach, knowing that your wife is sitting in the congregation, knowing that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or leading the life that you're supposed to lead you know, and being the spiritual leader at home and that, and, and, and you don't have to be, 
you don't have to be a pastor to experience that conviction. It's like what you just said, Matt. And, you know, you're you're a you're a, a, a worship leader in the church, you're a song leader in the church. You do different things like that. Man, if you're failing in your ministry to your wife, you have no business with your hands and anything else until you get that straightened out. So that's really critical. Yeah. And, I, and I'm somebody who's I've had my hands in, in several ministries, you know, especially, you know, the, the music ministry. And um, mm-hmm. uh I mean, just not, I mean, <laughs> having my priorities totally out of whack and yeah, do, yeah. and doing so and think and think that I'm doing so much for the church. But really, I, I just I had it all wrong. And, yeah. and and, you know, some people may look and this is getting kind of personal a little bit, but some people may look and say, man, Matt doesn't do as much as he used to for the church or, you know, he he's not up there every Sunday playing or or. You know, I asked him to sing this Sunday and, and he just seems like he doesn't want to. I'm not going to ask him more. It's because I'm learning to to prioritize, you know, what's important in my life. And right now it's my wife, you know, and I have right. and I'll be honest with you. I haven't perfected that. And yeah. and and so, you know, if it seems that way, um you know, and I, I think that calls for two. Let's have grace with people when they tell us when they tell us no at the church. You know, like, yeah. can you believe so and so said no? I asked them to watch the nursery. You know, like, <laughs> like okay, if they said maybe there's maybe they're dealing with something. Maybe they're like, you know, I'm not, I don't have my other things in order. Why would you want me anyway? You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, we I think we, we need, have to we need to be sensitive I'm not to the that. Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. We're not the Holy Spirit. We don't know what's going on in other people's lives. And that's why I emphasize, allow the Holy Spirit to move you. Allow the Holy Spirit to encourage you or convict you or whatever needs to happen there. Just make sure, you know, just make sure the Bible teaches us to not forsake the assembly of the brethren. Don't forsake the assembly. You know, yes, pour your life into your wife, pour your life into your family, but lead your family to church. When When I say you can say no, when I say you can say no to ministry, I'm not saying yeah, you know, say no to the assembly. Oh, you know, say yeah, no. yeah. That's the last thing that anybody needs to do. You need to, when the, when the, when the doors are open at the church for, 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 for the, the preaching and teaching of scripture, then we need to be there. We need to be there. There, there are always extenuating circumstances. You may have to work on when, you know, during a service or something like that, but, but, or you may be sick or, you know, whatever, but if you can be there, you need to be there. Um, there is, is, you know, to make sure your priorities are right, you know, there may need to be some practical changes in our lives. You know, contrary to popular belief, our kids don't have to participate in everything. You know, we love our kids, um, but our lives are not supposed to revolve around them and their every whim. You know, you can have a well-rounded child without their schedule dominating yours and taking your family away from the church. Um, yeah. Our lives are supposed to revolve around the Lord Jesus. And if we look at our schedule, you know, through the lens of scripture and under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we might realize that we actually have plenty of time for family work and ministry. If we didn't do some things like maybe spend an hour or two a day on social media and neglect all three of them. Yeah. You know, I was reading the other day, I think the national average for being on our phones is somewhere around five hours a day, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, we could trim that down and take time for ministry, family, (laughs) 
and work. You know, as a matter of fact, Facebook had to go for me. Um, I'm not saying you yeah. can't use Facebook or social media or anything like that. You know, I've, I've used several of those platforms for ministry and I'm, you know, probably get back to that pretty soon because I've had, had people ask me about it. But if you look at those things objectively, you can find out that those may be a problem that needs to be eliminated. Yeah. Just look at your battery life at the end of the day. And the, the more battery <laughs> you got, the better you're doing. Oh, everybody, everybody call out their battery life right now. Twenty-eight uh, percent. Uh, I'm forty-eight percent. Dang it! No comment. Let me let me give <laughs> a disclaimer. My my phone is sitting on the charger right now. <laughs> it was around thirty <laughs> percent. I, I, I would. I do spend a lot of time on the phone doing ministry. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> cheater no just kidding it's like that's i want to kind of go back on what um and what matt said is you know and what terry told you shane at the beginning of this podcast is you know your first ministry is your family and right if you forsake that ministry and when i say your ministry is your family it doesn't mean that your ministry is to spend time with your family and to go on trips with them on just a, right, and, right. and go enjoy fellowship and family time and events and no that's not what ministry is with your family ministry with your family is discipling your family and teaching right. them the scripture and raise them up and as godly uh, men and women of god so i mean it's it's, it's not point. You know, that's your ministry and and don't confuse your ministry with your family as just fun time, um, you know. And so what and so I think this question uh, that'll preach. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I think this question can actually be consolidated to how do I balance work with ministry? Because family should tie hand in hand with ministry. Um, yeah. You know, not only should your first ministry be your family, uh, but your family should be involved in ministry with uh and 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 Shane when you talked about the situation of you know your preaching and if your wife your wife your um uh, your your wife will know your spouse will know if uh if you're preaching what is truth is what is going on at home and so right. if you're preaching about doing something and trying to instruct the body and you're not doing that at home, you're basically a hypocrite. And, and I think I've seen this way too many times is you have church members who are involved in the church, who play the part, who are involved in ministry, but they don't, um, they don't follow a godly life at home. And so it seems like it hardens the heart of the spouse who's not involved and mm-hmm. so they decide I'm, you know, they, this, this person does all these things for the church and they look so great in public. Uh, but when they're at home, you know, they are to- a totally different person. And, and, you know, I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to be a part of a religion or a church that, you know, that has these people who act totally different in the presence of other you know, supposed Christians. And then at home is a totally different person. So you got to be careful you know, if if you spend so much time in the ministry, but you're not ministering your family, then mm-hmm. that hypocrisy will harden the heart of your spouse and your family and actually yeah. drive them away. It absolutely will. I've seen it happen numerous times. I've seen it happen. Yeah. You know, 
And I can, I, I, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can understand a busy schedule too. I mean, I know, I know whoever asked this question probably has one. Everybody does. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the first few years of my ministry were hectic. You know, I owned a business that I've been, that I've been doing for 10 years. I did it by myself. I was in charge of sales service, the whole nine yards. And so I was working at a business. I was working part-time as a pastor at the church. And I had a third job at the YMCA. I worked all three of those jobs simultaneously as a married. Um, I had a teenager that was homeschooling. Um, my wife is not a stay-at-home mom. My wife's a full-time nursing professor. She was finishing a master's degree and beginning her PhD process. And there were some activities I had to give up. You know, some activities I really, really enjoyed took a back seat because I had a desire to serve the Lord. I had a desire to serve my family and my, my schedule just had to change yeah. later i ended up giving my son the business because ministry was more important than that business was and then you know i gave up the, yeah. the job at the y and so i'm not saying that everybody's supposed to quit everything and go into full-time staff ministry that's not at all what i'm saying I, we know that's not the case i'm just giving you a real life yeah. example of what it looks like you know to reprioritize yeah. your life that's all yeah well that makes me think too like um I, uh don't always, you know, people listen, don't always think that ministry just means something at the church. Yeah. You know, if you have, you know, the scripture tells us to be, be ready for every good work. So, you know, if, if you live a life in the word and, and you stay in the word, you, you, you live a life of repentance and, um, you know, you, your, your priorities fall in place according to scripture. You know, mm. I mean, you know, good, you know, situations are going to come up in at work or everyday life where you can do the ministry. You know, you can be an evangelist, you know, ministry yeah. just isn't at church or, or, or doing something at your local church, which you need to be doing, but, you know, being ready for every good work, you know, have your, you know, stay in the word, lead your family. And then, and then when that guy comes up and says, Hey, Matt, I, I want to talk to you about, Jesus, man, I, I need to, you know, or, 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 you know, situations come up, you know, that's ministry and, yeah, and you're ready for that, you know, because, you know, you're staying in the word, everything's lined up and, and that's part of ministry too. Oh my gosh, man. That's, I mean, 80% of the work that I've done, people say, you know, right. I think a pastor works two days a week. 80% of the ministry I've done this week has been outside of the walls at church. You know, I've had the opportunity to share the gospel a couple of times already this week. Right. I have people texting me from places, you know, from four or five, six hours away, asking me questions about the scriptures. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, ministry should be going on in your life at work and, and wherever you're <laughs> at, wherever you happen to be. You've been doing a podcast for the past 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, which I said I was going to cut short. And Brandon told me I was lying, and he's right. <laughs> that, well, I tell you that, you know, ministry is, um, and I was going to bring this up, is that, you know, ministry is not mainly going to be at the local church. Yeah. Um, you know, the bulk of your ministry should be outside of the church because yeah. the church only constitutes a very small fraction of the time of your week. And right. you should be if you're a Christian, then your life should be all about ministry 24 seven. And that's any that's opportunity right. that ministry may come up in your life. Exactly. So, so if you're of ministry, if you're saying no, then there's something wrong. 
you know, because ministry right. should be a bulk of your of your time. Yeah, that's who we are. That's who we are in Christ. And speaking of ministry, um, to, today's your anniversary, right, Brandon? That's right. How many oh, years have you been anniversary. Ah, thank you, thank you. Uh, today marks four years. Congratulations, brother. Are you sure? Congratulations. About that? Congratulations on me remembering. Are you sure it's not <laughs> are you sure it's not five years? Oh crap. Hold on. What year was I married? <laughs> are you keeping up with this, man? I just I feel like it's been five years. Well, it was 2015. So okay. It's, right, easy, right, it's, right, easy, right. it's easy to count in five. So I like that. All right, I guess. All right, okay. <laughs> all right well happy anniversary brother i'm not going to keep you guys any longer especially since of course it's 10 30 now but hopefully you guys have already done your anniversary thing yeah we uh <laughs> went and actually she we went to um old mexico <laughs> okay <laughs> and um, he's like hey baby i got <laughs> he's like we gotta hurry up and eat i gotta go home and do some ministry yeah. <laughs> i ain't got time for you so <laughs> So you got your you got your bouquet of flowers, you know. I got to get home. I got to record some. I got to lay down some tracks. Poor Hey, we we do ministry together. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, uh, and I, also a disclaimer: um, if you're doing ministry to the point of that you forsake your family. There's a problem um, because a problem. like if you just if you like, for example, let's say that you're in the food ministry at the church and you spend all your time at the church um, just, you know, preparing and setting things up and cooking. And and then you have, you know, like things that you're missing with your family or you're, you're missing opportunities to spend time with your family like uh, and you're you're spending all that time in ministry at the church supposed ministry, you need to consider what you're doing and why you're doing it and your motives behind it. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're spending a lot of time at church to be away from your family or because you just enjoy um, construction of the church, for example, say you like doing the flower beds at the church, but you spend all your time doing that, uh, then you start, it's, it's, it's not really ministry at that point. Now it's turning into a, a hobby, into something that's taking up all your time. Whereas you could be, you know, um, you could be possibly forsaking the ministry of your family and that's other people. Problem. So that be better, careful. There better be some, some nice flower beds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point too. You actually can cross the line. And if, if your motives change, Yep. You know, your motor's saying you can cross the line from ministry and service to God into a hobby that's disguised as a ministry. So, yeah, good point. Well, good. If um, if you guys want to ask any more questions uh, for the Ask Your Pastor podcast, or if you have any questions about today's podcast, just uh, get the information in the podcast to get in touch with, uh, with us, and we'll be happy to answer that. And uh, here is how to do that. That concludes today's episode of Ask Your Pastor. If you enjoyed this episode or would like to ask your own question, please let us know. Visit us on the web at tbcmoultrie.com and click on the media link. Or you can send us an email at askyourpastor at 
tbcmoultrie.com. Again, thanks for listening.